0: Whether you're waiting for baby to arrive or in the thick of postpartum yourself needing to feel validated in what you're experiencing, you've come to the right place. Often our only exposures to stories around the fourth trimester are either perfectly curated newborn photo sessions posted on social media or tragic headlines about mothers overcome by postpartum depression. But what about the in-between? What about the stories that aren't picture perfect for social media nor newsworthy? If we haven't met yet, my name is Jenny June Kishba, and I'm a nurse on a mission to help prepare first-time moms for the fourth trimester. So hit subscribe and listen into to stories shared by moms like you each week about their own postpartum experience with just the right balance of encouragement and truth. All right, friends, I am sitting here with my friend Jody DeBoer. It's so fun to be recording in person with her at her beautiful home. Home. So Jody, thank you for being here. If you just want to start out by sharing a little bit about yourself so my listeners can learn about you.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. So my name is Jodi DeBoer and we have four children. Our kids are Evelyn. She is 10 and she's a biological daughter. And we adopted two kids after her. We have Kelvin. He is nine. And then Jane is seven. And then we have Millie, also biological, at four years old. So why
0: don't you tell us a little bit about those different postpartum experiences that you had?
1: Yes, definitely. So I'll start with Evelyn, obviously, being our first. Um, I was 25 years old when I had her and was working in full-time ministry when I had her. And um, with that just came some challenges. It was obviously very exciting to um, have our first child. We were so excited to welcome her into the world. but. Shortly after it just it was challenging um, your first baby there 's just nothing to compare it to, and so, right off the bat in the hospital, we had I was telling Jenny earlier we had over forty guests come and visit us, and she just shook her head <laughs> because it is it was quite a few people um, aunts, uncles, coworkers um, all came to just celebrate in the birth of our child and while that was exciting, it was also very overwhelming. And it came to a point even when in the hospital, I think on day two, um, my husband, Marcus, just broke down because he was just overwhelmed by all of it. Um, we had just had her at late in the evening and then the next day had um, our first 30 visitors and the next day had probably 15 more. And so it was just a lot, of, um, a lot of commotion, a lot of celebration, but just not a lot of time just to process what had just happened. So that was kind of the beginning. But... Then we um, had just moved into a new home, and so when visitors did come, they also wanted to get a tour of our home. And so I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and so I wanted our home to always be clean and inviting for people, whether they were dropping off a meal or just simply coming to hold our child for the first time. Um, I wanted to also give them a tour, and I wanted it to be represented well. And so I felt just overwhelmed and stressed in that first probably three weeks of postpartum as I was healing and dealing, um, with a new baby and then also wanting to accommodate our guests. And so that was kind of the beginning, but it ended up being wonderful. There were really sweet times. Um, Evelyn had a hard time sleeping. And so there was a lot of challenges of figuring out how to get her to sleep. Um, and so all of that is probably very normal for many people, but that was kind of my beginning experiences with Evelyn. I went back to work after eight weeks, um, back into my full-time ministry position, and eight weeks just felt very short. Um, I just was dreading counting down the hours and days um, to go back and really would have liked a couple more weeks. And in hindsight, I would have chosen that. Um, But I also had a lot of responsibilities in my job and felt like that wasn't a lot of other people that could stand in the gap for much longer. And so I did go back, and um, the most challenging thing for that, I feel like I'm talking about a lot of negatives, don't worry, I will get to positives, um, was just um, going back to work. I would usually have to get into my office around 8.30 or 9 every day, and I drove Evelyn to either my mother or mother-in-law's house, which was such a gift that we did have family to watch, but to um, just nurse her, get ready myself and pack up the bag and get everything together and leave the house by usually 7.30 was a challenge um, and just really stressful. And I think that I look back and I just like, oh, tense up thinking about how hard that part was. And I wish I would have maybe, again, in hindsight, asked for more support, asked them to come to maybe my house even a couple times here and there um, in the winter months because she was born in October. So I went back to work in December. We had one of the hard, harshest winters in Michigan. And so even just driving in really hard hard conditions with a new baby, it was all just scary and a little overwhelming. Okay. Let's move on to um, my experience with being a both um, adoptive mom as well. So my postpartum experience with Kelvin was different. He was two and a half when he came home. And people knew because bonding is different um, and people knew to respect the bonding process. And so instead of everyone coming over and not needing tours of our home, um, they would drop off different things at our doorstep and maybe take a peek inside and just say hello. But that was it. And so it was a very different experience because we weren't hosting people and they were going to meet him at different other gatherings and other times. Um, we adopted him in January. And so it was winter, and everyone calms down in the winter, and there's not a lot of socialization outside, even with neighbors. And so it was just a very calm experience and gave me time just to bond with him and didn't go back to work until 12 weeks with him. And so Definitely had our challenges. Obviously, having two toddlers in the home, Evelyn was three and a half, and he was two and a half. And so, learning that, I definitely had moments where, um, just jet lag and him, um, getting used to our time zone. He would get up at, you know, four or five in the morning, and I'm like, "Here we go, very long days." But um, I didn't feel the pressure of, um, just other people's expe- expectations or meeting him. They kind of knew that was going to be on our terms, and so that was a really nice part of my postpartum with him. Um, And then Jane came shortly after that. Um, Both of our kids are from South Korea. Jane came home and um, hers was in the end of May. And so Michigan is waking up at that point. And so, and we had already gone through this process before and she was more of a social girl. And so my postpartum with her seemed easy, um, easier. I shouldn't say easy, but I definitely felt like overwhelmed with three kids. Definitely that was a process in and of itself of just like, Marcus is going to go back to work. What am I going to do at home with these three kids? But being summer and being outdoors um, and just having a lot of neighbor friends at this point, we were established in our neighborhood. um, I just felt very supported and um, just excited to have her home. So that one was more of a simple process. Our fourth, again, was a biological daughter, um, Millie. And I think um, after adopting to just having the gift of being pregnant again and getting to experience all those new postpartum snuggles and um, just having an infant in my arms again, I think I appreciated it differently than I did with my first. Um, I saw the gift that it was and I knew it was probably going to be our last baby um, in our family to kind of complete our family. And so I just cherished every minute. I just felt so much gratitude and she nursed really well and she slept really well. And so that just, that contributed to all of the joyful feelings that I was experiencing. I did not have any baby blues with her. My hormones um, just leveled out differently. Some of the supplements I was using, the community of moms that I had at this point, all were contributing to that. And so just felt very, like, I just enjoyed that also did not have to go back to work i had found a job that from working from home on my own terms and so there was just this um no looming of my maternity leave ending and i think that all just contributed to the joy that i experienced
0: what beautiful postpartum experiences thank you for sharing that um i think it's interesting how i think that maternity leave does affect moms a lot like it's like The clock starts ticking. Right. And it's like, you have to figure out all these things before going back to work. Like, how do I even use the pump? Like a lot of, you know, it's like that pump is just like staring at you in the box. Right. (laughs) It's like, and then when do I pump? And like, you finally get breastfeeding figured out and then have to figure all that out before going to work. Or like, how does the baby nap without me here? Like, there's just so much stress. So I can see that not having that pressure, then that's what I had with my girls too. I went back to work with my first and I did it with my second. And it's just like, a lot of that pressure is taken away. Um, when you don't have that clock ticking to get things figured out before you're not going to be there. Um, Just a brief interruption to tell you, this season of Hello Fourth Trimester is brought to you by my new innovative breastfeeding course, which is text message based. I worked in the hospital and know how people want to learn today. Questions I get would be from things they learned on TikTok. People are busy. They don't have time to sit through long courses. And so that's why I developed Hello Breastfeeding, which you can get at my website, hellojennyjune.com. So I'm curious, I mean, Do you feel, I know with adoption, then you don't have that physical recovery. Like, do you feel like that made a difference having that energy, not having to recover from the birth experience?
1: Yeah, I think it's just so different. It's hard to even compare the two because um, although there are lots of similarities of welcoming a new child and getting to know them and all of that, but having a infant versus a two and a half year old, is so different. So it is hard to compare. However, um, with a baby, there's just this natural there, they sleep. (laughs) There's, um, natural, it's just a little bit more natural, right? And this is, um, it was just so much harder Mm -hmm. because he didn't speak our language. She didn't speak our language. And so, um, yes, I had more energy. I didn't have the physical recovery, but I didn't have, um, so much, I had so much ground to cover two and a half years of not knowing and grieving that the loss of those experiences, those firsts that, um, I got to have with Evelyn and Millie. And so, and, and him too, and her too, Jane and Calvin, both grieving the loss of their first parents and their foster parents. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of working through those emotions. And so, um, well the energy was there kind of we did sleep um co-sleep a little bit with our two kids Um, i would just sleep on the floor and hold their hands until they went to bed and then i would go into our own bedroom but um so even that just like helping them through some of the night terrors in the beginning there still was some sleep deprived nights Mm -hmm. for sure and as toddlers they're still just they're discovering so much and trying to gain their independence while also learning A new family culture Mm -hmm. um it was definitely a challenge and um lots of lots of my thought during that postpartum adoptive time was um you know is this adoption focus is this adoption related is this trauma Mm -hmm. or is this just being a toddler being a toddler Mm -hmm. like their behaviors is what is this and just trying to discern that was really um challenging Mm -hmm. so I would not trade any of it. I'm so thankful for our story. Um, There were so many joys and so many hardships throughout the whole thing. Um, I am very thankful, though, that they just ate right away. I will say, not having to nurse and deal with, like, scheduling. Like, okay, when did they poop last and when when did they have to feed next? Um, That part was very good. They just um, had their one nap and kind of I knew the routine of a toddler because I already had one.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, definitely different challenges. That's interesting to uh, think about. Um, so what would you say? I mean, you you did have such different experiences. Um, so I guess you can kind of choose what stands out to you. What do you feel like was the most challenging? If we're looking at postpartum specifically in those like early weeks, what do you think was the biggest challenge for you?
1: Um, I would say you're obsessed with sleep. <laughs> in postpartum, you just are. You're thinking about all like if she takes too long of a nap, then she's not going to have enough awake time and then she's not going to go to bed at her normal time and then it's going to disrupt her evening sleep like everything is around sleep and i was very rigid with my nap times once they figured that out of course um especially with evelyn because i just was so consumed her first two months she just did not know how to sleep and so we did some crazy things we drove around you know you're trying to just figure out how can i get this child to sleep um and also like would she would sleep in her car seat. Well then we'd take her car seat and we put it in her, her crib one time and then my mom's like, You can't do that. That's not safe. What if she rolls around? I'm like, You're right. Oh, and it was just so this the sleep was definitely consuming. And so when my second postpartum experience with a newborn with Millie she did sleep. Mm -hmm. And so, and I knew I didn't have to go to work and have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. If we did have a bad night, it was like, I know that I can be home. I can rearrange some things if I need to. Whereas with work, it was like, if I don't sleep, I also am not going to lead this meeting well. It's Mm going to be, it's just going to be this ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely what I probably obsessed about the most. Um, But also my milk supply was so bad with Evelyn. Um, I just, just again, was just so obsessed with the amount that I could produce, and I didn't want to supplement. I felt like, oh no, if I give her formula, that's bad. I had like these lies mm-hmm. in my head that, you know, breast is best. And I, well, I do agree. I also know now, <laughs> with the challenges that I faced with Evelyn, that it's okay. And so I had to come to terms. We actually stopped. Um, We had enough in our freezer. I had pumped enough to get her through five months, but after that, um, we. Did only formula, and that was hard on our budget. We were, you know, young, young married people that didn't have a lot of money. We had just started our jobs, and so um, even that was just that was stressful too. Mm-hmm. With Millie, I had enough. Um, Milk, I think just because my supply was because I was home. I didn't have to pump at work. I had such a hard time figuring out when to pump at work. (laughs) Being home all the time, I could just feed her when I wanted to. And also I was taking some supplements and caring for my body a little bit better. Um, So I think my supply just was more... Um, in a healthier spot too. Mm -hmm. So that was a gift. And again, a reason why I just cherished so much of Millie was that I could nurse her up until 18 months when we decided Mm -hmm. that it was time to be done and just what a gift that was. So I think those were my two. Sleep in milk supply. I think that's most women's. (laughs) Um, Maybe a little bit of wanting your body back, but most of it was just those two things wanting those two things to be the best because you want your baby to be healthy and you want and you need to sleep too so those are definitely common answers but it's so important to talk
0: about because i think you can just feel like isolated in that it's like oh no my baby's the only one who doesn't sleep because you got a friend whose baby sleeps or you see on social media the other baby sleeps so then it's like shame on yourself right it's like oh i'm doing something wrong i haven't figured something out but there are just some babies who naturally sleep well and some babies who don't it's like certain things are going to be more challenging and we continue to see that as mothers as our kids grow up it's like certain things that just come easily to certain kids and some are more challenging so you're not doing anything wrong if your baby is not sleeping great so it's just how it goes and it's so challenging because when we don't get sleep everything else is harder (laughs) um Actually, one of my my last last week's podcast that you will listen to um, is all, a woman became a sleep consultant because of how stressful it was to not have sleep for her child. So she wanted to help other moms. So it's just, it is, it's a big thing for sure. Um, and then the supply, yes, figuring out breastfeeding and the pain that can come with that and the stress that can come with that. And I think as first time moms, we just don't, you know, you don't know any difference. So then part of the gift of the second postpartum experience is that you know you get it figured out right you know that it's not going to last forever that you won't sleep you know that breastfeeding gets easier um yeah it's just that is definitely something that although their second the second postpartum and beyond can have their own challenges um it just that is a huge piece of it i think that you just that decreases that stress so So what do you think is something you just treasure from the fourth trimester? Maybe it's a specific moment or maybe it's just something you kind of like a, just a general feeling that you have from fourth trimester that you want to share with the listeners.
1: Oh, there's so many. I know I shared a lot of challenges, but there's so many amazing things with welcoming children into your home, whether that's through adoption or, um, through a pregnancy yourself. It's just, there's so many gifts. And so I just remember going, um, going to church, I think when Evelyn was maybe three or four, Three or four weeks old, and just being so proud, like just everyone look at my baby? Do you see how cute she is? Like, look at her, um, and people would come up and say, Oh, you know, congratulations or look at your baby and I was just so proud to be a mom, um, and just even in the grocery store, like, look at me, I just got all my groceries and like the sense of pride of like, I can do this, like this new um, role and identity is just a, it is a beautiful thing to walk into as hard as it is and how challenging it can be, there's just so many um, cool, amazing things about being a mom. And so I loved, I loved that just um, entering into that new role and that new space and um, being Evelyn's mom and Millie's mom and Calvin's mom now and Jane's mom. It's like, there's just this really cool identity piece there. But um, another thing is I love movement. And so I think just this, um, the time of year, um, my my biological children were October and February, and October there was still beautiful weather. We were able to get out on walks, and I think I just loved taking her for walks and peeking in and um you know when she got a little older, she'd give me little smiles and um, I just enjoyed just getting out and having I always tell new moms like if you can get out mm-hmm. and just take some deep breaths in the fresh air. That alone will do wonders and a good 20 minute scalding hot shower that were my like <laughs> my gifts to myself as many as, as I could um, with Millie being born in the middle of February. It's a little bit more challenging to get out, but we had some beautiful days in March and um, we're just able to um, even wear her. And just walk her around with while the kids played outside even in the snow and it was just really good to have that so i just loved those moments um of course when they can start smiling and cooing is just awesome Mm -hmm. um but just that um newness of life and just the gratitude that it brings and the cuddles like all of those things are just such treasures Mm -hmm. in the postpartum phase. yes i
0: agree i remember those walks too that's just i i also just felt like all the experience like oh, they get to see their first tree or like they get to feel their first like gust of wind on their face. It's like all those little things are just precious memories. So I love that you mentioned that. Um, What, let's just talk some practical things. I just want to talk products. What do you feel like is something that stands out as like must have, if I had to do postpartum again, I would definitely have this. And then what's something that's like, eh, a lot, maybe a lot of people talk about it and you don't feel like you have to have it.
1: Yeah. I don't have all the trendiest stuff when it comes to baby. Like with Millie, I was like, what do we still have in our basement? That'll do. Like I didn't really buy a ton of new things besides obviously some cute headbands and adorable girl clothes. Cause I cannot help myself. Um, but the thing that I rave about the most is this pillow called the breast friend. It is amazing. And I was struggling a lot with feeding Evelyn our first and my mom, um, came home, one day to my house and was just like, try this. I just went to the store and I found this, and so she gifted it to me, and I'm so thankful for it because that was like they they joked all the time. Oh, there's Jody with her breast friend. I'm like, yeah, I literally leave it on and forget that it was on and start doing other things because you're, it's basically a shelf for your baby to to lay and nurse comfortably, and I just loved it. So that would be my number one. Um, and then honestly, outside of that, I think. I loved, we loved, um, you know, our little mat on the floor that they could look up and see little things and start playing with them. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting when they grab their first, come over here, Marcus, you got to see this Evelyn's grabbing the first ring. Like she's, (laughs) she's playing and she's like, she just accidentally got her pinky stuck. Right. (laughs) But it's just those kind of things were fun. So some of those little toys, but other than that, I don't think I had like a ton of products that I swear by, um, or really really enjoyed outside of the breast friend that truly was my favorite
0: yeah I think I think it's actually good you say that because I think we can get caught up in I don't know advertising and social media like oh you have to have this product and I always when I taught childbirth classes and we talked about baby essentials I'm like your baby literally needs a blanket and you like Mm -hmm. that's what you need right like you got to swallow the baby up sometimes and then cuddle with you. So don't stress about having the hottest product like that. This is the only thing that will give you a successful postpartum period. Like it's all advertising. Right. And mm-hmm. so I would agree with the breast friend, yes. but my listeners and all. I talk about the breast friend a lot like that. If you have, you're going to say what product will help your breastfeeding experience. I do believe it's that. So I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I don't I think if this is if you're a pregnant mom listening is like try not to stress. Like I know it, like you're trying to get everything ready, but like really really at the end of the day, it's like they really just want you. <laughs> so um well, I know you are a busy woman and you've got things to do. So I just want to wrap up with a final question, if something that comes to mind Um, Any parting advice you have, if this is a pregnant mom listening, what is something that you would want her to know before entering her postpartum experience?
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, that's, that's a weighted question because like we said, every child is different. So, um, you comparing, I would say just comparison is the thief of joy. So do not compare, I know it's so tempting to say, because you probably are having babies around maybe another friend or family member that was my case i had some friends and both my sisters we were all pregnant at the same time and so um definitely can find yourself in that comparison mode um even with the way the baby is eating sleeping but even you know who walks first um who crawls first those can be really challenging um times to compare. And I just want to encourage you not to do that. And especially also with your own body, as you adjust back to whatever that might look like. Um, You know, people say bounce back. And I really don't think that there's ever a bouncing back. It's a figuring out a new normal. And um, I think The comparison of even that, like, whoa, she's back to her pre-pregnancy weight or her pre-pregnancy jeans. What does that even mean? You know, it's like go buy new jeans. I will give you new jeans if you need new jeans. I have some, don't I, right now, Jenny? (laughs) I I just I just purged, and she's gonna shop my closet after this. Um, And so, just some of that pressure, just relieve yourself. That's not to say to not um, be healthy and to want the best for your health and for your body. Absolutely, Um, we we want to treat it with respect and love and nourishment that it deserves, but, um, just not to compare to other people. I think that that's a big thing in our world. And, um, I think it's not healthy. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would say. And then just to, with that, to just try to cherish it. I know there's so many stressors and I, our oldest was underweight. And so the milk supply made it even harder because she would have to go in for weight checks. And so all of that stress, um, can just, create so many overwhelming feelings and thoughts. And so just to remember to take those deep breaths and find a support group that can help you, whether that's a small group at your church or a breastfeeding support group, or even some really kind neighbors that are maybe a step ahead of you, um, in your, in their walk with parenting. I think all of that is just so helpful. And so, um, if you don't have that, be on the lookout for that because there are people, it could even be an online community and that's okay too so those would be my don't compare and find Mm -hmm. some support Mm -hmm.
0: that is really good advice I always tell moms put your blinders on because yes it's just the that comparison can be crazy making honestly Mm -hmm. so um and then finding someone who's a step ahead I love that I can think so clearly of who that was for me with my first daughter and she was just a few months older but like it just was so helpful to have someone to be like what did you do at this many weeks when the baby did this like and even though babies are different it still can just be helpful and also just to kind of look to that like oh okay in just a few months we're going to be there where the baby can actually like sit up in the stroller like there's just little things like that so It just yeah yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah so i love that well jody thank you so much for being here with me today thank you for sharing about all of your postpartum experiences for sharing um this wisdom that you have as a mom to four. Um, I just really appreciate you being here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Jodi referenced some supplements that helped her with her milk supply and hormone balance after the birth of her fourth child, and she's offering listeners $10 off when they get started with those supplements. You can find the link in the show notes, and you can also connect with Jodi on her Instagram profile, The Debore 4 that's T-H-E-D-E-B-O-E-R-F-O-U-R. Hey friend, thanks so much for being here this week. I hope that you are leaving this podcast with a cup a little fuller than when you started. If you found this podcast episode helpful, could you do me a favor? Could you just rate and review the podcast? Because this actually helps get more eyes on the podcast so more moms can be validated in their own postpartum experiences. Thanks so much and I'll see you back next week.